Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And that would make me your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hey Chris, how's it going? Hey Dave, doing well. What a week last week, huh? We had some great guests on, you know, Sully Baseball and and Ted Sullivan from uh, from Star Trek Discovery. It was a, a, a real treat and we set some podcast records. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if our, if our listeners were annoyed at us with our gigantic <laughs> hour-long episode that we closed out with. So apologies, but uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed enjoyed the conversation and uh, enjoyed hearing some of the uh, origin stories of uh, of Ted and and uh, how he got to be uh, or what the path that he took to get to be a writer and co-producer yep. on a on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, we're here this week. We're going to talk about. We're going to start off the week with uh, minute number forty-six, and this minute starts off with Kirk saying. Full impulse power. And ends with Captain Sile saying, prepare for warp. Yeah. I think you said it offline. I think this, uh, we, as we were sort of bantering back and forth, this is a great minute. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, it is. It's a great minute. I actually like <laughs> said it out loud and yelled at him, like, this is a great minute. It's exciting. <laughs> It's exciting, and it's got a lot of cool stuff, and so um, I'm going to have a hard time debating things with you uh, in, the, in this minute. Sorry, John. Oh, I'm sure we'll find. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find something. <laughs> John Carlyle will be damned. Jonathan Carlyle will be damned. <laughs> well, where do you want to start? I don't know. Might as well just start uh, start the way we always do, right at the beginning. Okay. So it starts at the beginning. We uh, we still get a kind of a carryover of the shot from <clears throat> the end of last minute, where the Excelsior is like hulking in the foreground, and the Enterprise is uh, scooting out of the way, uh, out the the tiny little space doors. So uh, yeah, I sort of mentioned this offline, and we were talking about it, and I thought it was kind of interesting that, uh, and I noticed it last minute. So as we see the Excelsior sort of come in frame for like five seconds last minute and a couple seconds here, we sort of see the whole the. It, it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, I can never unsee that. It's just I thought thought it was kind of weird because, you know, we watch these minutes over and over again and notice things. I just noticed the whole like when the Enterprise is like in frame moving out of the little doorway, like the entire the entirety of the background moves. And I don't know if it's all on one piece and they're sort of just moving the <laughs> moving the uh, the okay. space dock and. That's how they're getting the effect of the Enterprise moving, or what? I mean, I, I I assume it's a practical effect, but I just I just thought it funny that you can see everything move, like the the stars, like it's almost like it's one, like the Enterprise and the background are like linked, like together. Right. You know what it makes me think of is um, <clears throat> you know, remember pop up books when we were kids? You know, the, you had the little <laughs> tabs. You pull a tab and everything moves. Yeah. And sometimes you would. It would have the wheel, you know, have the little wheel where you would, you, you know, spin the wheel and, and the scenes would pass by the little, you know, that's what it makes me think of is because, yeah, the Enterprise and the Starfield are both 
they're almost in sync. Right. Right. And I, I don't, that's prop, I, I, I don't, it's probably a mistake because it, space dock is, is moving. It's rotating. Right. Right. Uh, so from our perspective, looking out the doors, we should see the stars moving, but because the enterprise is also moving, it looks like they're moving all at once. And that's, that shouldn't be what we see. So it's probably just a mistake. I don't, <laughs> but it does look funny now that you say it. That out of the way, I still love the shot of, and I said it last week, and I know Ted and Paul said it last week too, this shot of the Excelsior sort of looming large with the tiny Enterprise just is a fantastic setup to what's coming. So Kirk, so they, you know, they switch back to the Enterprise bridge, and uh, Kirk yells out the order, full impulse power. Sula responds, aye, sir. So they're out and about, and they're moving away. Right. Uh, this the shot of them on the bridge. You know, we talked a little bit about McCoy last last week. Um, he looks even more um, out of it in this in this shot. Like he just he looks like he doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't he? Yeah, his fists are clenched. He's like white knuckled. Yeah, like we're not going to get away. <laughs> we're not going to make it, are we? It's almost like you know from Wrath of Khan when. Uh, you know, uh, who says on the bridge, he says, we're not going to make it. Uh, Sulu and does. I think, it, I, think it, yeah. I think it's Sulu says that. Yeah, he says, we're not going to make it, are we? And that's what I'm, That's the impression I'm getting from McCoy is like, he wants to say we're not going to make it. <laughs> the naysayer. Oh, oh, I forgot the other the other note I had early on. Uh, watching this minute, you know, uh, I, I got startled because I thought I was listening to the beginning of our podcast. Because, the, because, <laughs> because of the music, the music yeah. we used. <laughs> um, so it's uh, uh, exciting music. I'm, I'm glad we used it. Yeah, it's, uh, so there's some interesting music choices in here. Um, particularly, you know, when you we're back out, we're seeing from the exterior now. And, you know, they're playing like the, the very hopeful Star Trek music where the Enterprise is moving away and it's a little bit lighter and a uh, great piece. And... Still, I think we're, you know, I know Paul and Ted had last week's, you know, they sent out accolades for ILM for all their work. And again, I think this continu- continuation of the of the space dock is just fantastic with the Enterprise oh, God, yeah. making its way down and around uh, space dock. Yep. And it's... the music choice, again, like you said, is, is great. Right. Yeah, the... Uh... <clears throat> The shot of the shot of the Enterprise, yes, uh, finishing its turn and starting to, to, to come down, and you get a really—I mean, this you know, space dock's all in your face, and you get a good—you get start to get a glimpse of the top of it, the kind of the, let's say the roof, <laughs> um, which looks like you know looks like the top of you know Cloud City and Best. Right, yeah. It's just towers, and it's like it's its own own city on top of there. Uh, yeah, and. Um, and I, I don't think we've, uh, I don't think you and I have said it before, but uh, I know we said it, we, we we thought it looks like the inside of the Death Star from Return of the Jedi, right? The yeah. inside. Um, but this, this shot here makes me think of the mothership from Close Encounters. Oh, really? Granted, hmm. it's not, well, you know, yeah, it does. Not, you know, it's obviously not as uh, crazy spiky. There's not a thousand antennas coming off of it, but right. it's got that kind of, you know, the structures on the top of the dome and... So that's just just a, a little bit, yeah. I get that. Just a little bit, huh? You're not buying it. Yeah, a little bit. All right. No lens flares, right. so that's, that's what's throwing you. 
Maybe because I haven't seen that in such so long that I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not visualizing. You know what we should do this weekend? Watch that movie? Yeah. Let's get through this movie first. Right. Uh, so, so, the, so the cut to the interior of Excelsior. And we've got uh, Captain Styles saying, uh, standby tractor beam. And uh, well, it's the first officer, right? Is that we, that's what we determined. Miguel Ferreira's character is the first officer. Yep, Miguel Ferreira is the first officer. Yeah, yep. Tractor beam on. Well, what do you think of the music in this scene? <clears throat> so the first thing that went through my head was um, Batman 2, Batman Returns. Oh, okay. Very, like almost villainy um, hideout kind of music. Like I can hear like the, the xylophone in the background going, it just, yeah, yeah. it totally makes me not think of Star Trek at all. <laughs> it's interesting. You went there. So you make me think of like Jim Carrey's the Riddler, like dancing around or prancing around. Yeah. A little oh, bit. Yeah. kind of like that campy music a little bit. Like yeah. we're in the villain's lair. My my, what it evoked for me is a uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's which is just you know it, it's an interesting musical choice for the Excelsior. I, I guess in one way it's uh, maybe underscoring that these guys are you know the jocks, right? The smarmy jocks, and it's kind yeah. of in a way the music's making fun of them for us. Uh, that's one way. I, it's kind of one read of it for me um, because it's certainly not the music's certainly not giving the Excelsior any uh, sort of grandeur no definitely not no um, I think we're, we're we're definitely not supposed to be rooting for Excelsior <laughs> do you think we uh, do you think we should change the the opening music for the podcast to use this snippet mm, I'm gonna pass on that one <laughs> Maybe if we do a special episode, we can just use that for fun. So in this scene, we see Captain Styles, you know, first officer and the clipboard lady. They are all exuding such a supreme self-confidence that it's almost a foregone conclusion that they're going to win. Like the woman's face is nothing but smiling you know she's she's smiling and beaming at captain styles who is basically with all his smarminess is basically saying if he tries to get away with warp drive <laughs> he's really in for a shock you know yeah. I, I she looks like yeah she looks like she's smiling like they already won yeah exactly you know like we did it uh in the same shot dave you get some you can see some of the uh, you know the stations behind them Yep. Station to the right of Clipboard Lady. Yeah, uh, there's a diagram on there that I I I don't know why. I always think it's a diagram for an iPod. <laughs> Is it? There's something about it, like like a, like a, a schematic, like where an iPod would be like you know taken apart. And I'm thinking of like you know the original iPod with the ring, you know the. Is that was a ring? Con, what do you call it? The ring control, the circle. Oh yeah. Spun around. Yep. Jeez. Talking about an iPod, I sound like I'm talking about a rotary phone. Uh, <laughs> but that, that diagram back there makes me think of, uh, yeah, like a, a, a exploded schematic of an iPod. It, it makes me think of, um, uh, looking at it, it, makes me think of science class in eighth grade at like a diagram of like photosynthesis or something <laughs> or how evaporation happens. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. 
and it could very well be. Uh, we maybe that's maybe. what it is. <laughs> Should have, maybe have to Google image that or something to see if that's actually a diagram, a real diagram of something. <laughs> so, what's the uh, as you scroll forward a few seconds? Who's the um, uh, the woman taking care of that station? Have we talked about her before? I don't know. It's, I think we, I think we talked about, I think we talked about her in the in the fact that she's not wearing a turtleneck. Okay, but I'm not noticing that yeah, about her we, right now. <laughs> no, no, we've. I think we've mentioned it before. I think that that was the only thing we mentioned was that when she was in the background. I think we were talking about with Ted and Ball. Yeah. Was that she's not? She doesn't have a turtleneck. Right. But maybe it's because she couldn't get it over her giant head. <laughs> Her head, her head looks like a Are thumb. Are you saying she has a really large head? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, she's like, you know, I mean, this that's probably as close to uh, Saturday Night Live cone heads as we're going to get in Star Trek. <laughs> I had not thought about that, but okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't, uh, you didn't happen to look up <laughs> what what kind of alien she is, did you? I did not. Of course, I'm also... Did you? Well, I didn't, but I'm also being mean, assuming that she's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we sort of... Yeah. I'll do that for homework. I'm gonna, I am gonna. did not check ahead of time, but I want to know more about her. I'm intrigued. Mm. I must say is where, you know, everything... And I know we, we went over this in, you know, a lot last week about the bridge. I really do not like those chairs. I just don't see how they are comfortable no are you talking are you talking more they just with those arms yeah. with the arms and how they they just the whole setup just does not look doesn't look comfortable doesn't yeah. look i mean i understand you know i understand what they were they're doing right these are supposed to look like an updated version of the the arms that kind of snap down in the enterprise when they go to warp which we haven't really right. seen those since motion picture, right? Those that, that's really when they we saw a lot of those, you know, slamming them down across their legs. Right, yeah. Uh, so this is supposed to be this is supposed to be a more modern version of that, but it is just poorly executed. <laughs> oh, it is totally poorly executed. Which, you know, I guess if oh wait, but if you're gonna if we're gonna pick at these, I mean you pick at the other ones too, right? Because oh, yeah, what definitely. is that supposed to do for you? If there's an accident, it's just going <laughs> to... Yeah. Your mom's noodle holding you back? Exactly. What's that going to do for you? <laughs> These are no better. Uh, no. So, we leave Captain Styles and his smarminess. We see the Enterprise coming around, picking up speed, and they are, uh, you know, getting ready to, you know, warp out. And lo and behold, coming behind is the Excelsior and it looks gigantic compared to how the Enterprise came around. It looks massive and I mean it's not even going to be a contest to who wins this battle. Oh, I didn't notice that. Do we get to see a little bit of scale? Because we've we talked about it before, right? We've never really seen them side by side to see. It's to not see. that they're side by side, but when you see the Enterprise come back around it looks like the Enterprise, but then you see the big giant saucer of the Excelsior come around and it just it just looks bigger and sleeker and more massive. Yeah, I could see that. I see where you're going, yeah. I mean, it's like the shark that's, you know, following its prey. We say that a lot here, don't we? 
the, the bad guy ship looks like a shark. It looks like a predator. And it just must be. Oh, it totally yeah, does. It's just got to be. That's what that. Right. That's just a feeling it's, I get. It looks. The only thing I will say is the Excelsior looks a little funny. Coming. Uh, it's very flattened out, and I don't know if it's. Do you know what I mean? This the shot of it just coming on the other side of the space dock. It it definitely looks massive, but it also looks odd to me. Yeah, well, because it's also you know I think it's very elongated and uh, the structure is it's bulkier than you know the Enterprise. And I think in a couple of you know ten right, or fifteen right. seconds we'll get a better shot of how even how more different it looks. The other thing I do like about this about this shot uh, is again more just more space awkwardness and actually the whole shot really there's all sorts of fun stuff right you got the moon and the background you get the moon and the enterprise yeah. coming right by us and the enterprise i mean the excelsior looming in back yeah it's a greatly greatly it's a great composed scene yeah from the start of the enterprise coming around and down and yeah it just really looks great yeah. yeah, I do like too. You know, we always talk about the you know the majesty and you know how that these uh, compare them to the, these you know ships on the sea, um, and they always look like they're slow moving. But the, this one definitely you get a, because the Enterprise is so close to space dock and it's starting to accelerate. You do feel that like yeah, he's starting to start to pick up steam. You know, so you get a sense of that speed yeah. that you don't normally uh, you don't normally see when they're just flying around in space. The the other thing that. Um... And I don't know if it's intentional by Nimoy or not. Is as the Enterprise is coming around, even from the initial shot when we see it sort of, you know, it's the, you know, around the six, eight, eight to ten second mark where we see the Enterprise starting mm-hmm. to move forward around space dock. We don't get a sense of really how damaged the Enterprise is. We're getting such a shot that they're showing oh, yeah. very, min- and I think it's only the one blast on the, on the saucer. Right. So you wouldn't even really notice that it's, uh, that it's wounded, you know. Oh, so you wonder if Nimoy did that on purpose, like sh- to give it, to give the Enterprise more grandeur, to give it, make it look better yeah. than it really is right now. A little healthier than Maybe. it is right now. Yeah, more healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, because he could have easily just had it shot from the other side, right, going down, going around space dock the other way, and you'd yeah. see all the damage. Yeah. Mm fascinating so then we come right back into mccoy's uh nightmare um back on the bridge <laughs> and nightmare so Chekhov says excelsior closing to four thousand meters sir scotty uh kirk says scotty will need everything you have hi sir warp drive standing yeah. by they're right back <clears throat> right back where we want them right everything's cool everything's this is this is this is what the enterprise does this is what the the, the, the crew of the Enterprise does is there, yep. you know, they're in their element, even if it is still a wounded ship that's running on automatic. I just like, um, out of all the lines, you know, we don't get a lot of dialogue in this minute. The line where he says, Scotty, we'll need everything you have. Like, it's it's half desperation, half like, I know we're going to succeed. Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually take that line as desperation. I thought I, 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 I took it as all confidence. You know, like, really, is all confidence. We need every, yeah, we'll need everything you have, and like maybe desperation's the wrong maybe desperation's the wrong word, but it, more of like I don't know I don't know what the the word not it's not even confidence, but it's it's he just is going to push them more than he he yeah. you know beyond what 
they probably ha have the ability to, being in the state that they're in, with a skeleton crew on automatic in a damaged ship. And I don't, yeah. Now that I hear myself say it again, desperation is the wrong, but it's. I feel like he is like, we need everything you have. Like, we're gonna push this baby beyond the limits. It's almost like a prayer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Um, in that same moment, as I was, you know, uh, it's right around the forty-one second mark. So you know, Scotty, I think is when he's saying warp drive standing by. Uh, off in the background, Chekhov is off in the background. Um, you can't really see him because everything's dark. Yeah. But but you can see his collar. <laughs> you can see him. He's talking on his cell phone. Yeah, right. He totally has his hand up to his ear, which we know he has that ridiculous earpiece in. But uh, it totally makes him look like he's talking on his cell phone. <laughs> he's not even paying attention, right? He's just calling home. Uh, so we cut back to. Uh, so we cut back to Excelsior, and. Captain Styles drops the line. Kirk, if you do this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. Was that in the trailer? I don't, I, I don't know, but how does he know? He's, well, Styles is only a captain. Kirk is an admiral. Oh, yeah, he's kind of talking. He wouldn't sit in the chair again. He would never sit in the captain's chair again anyway because he's an mm. admiral. Yeah, and that, well, sure, technically, yeah, I'll give you that. Um but it's also very, I mean, very condescending or, you know, talking down to, talking down to Kirk. Well, that's what like, I'm sort of saying. Like, how does, who is he to be handing down punishment to Kirk? Right. Well, I, I mean, I would say. It's not would, like he's stealing would, a starship or anything. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was just going to say, but he's stealing a starship, Dave. <laughs> So that 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 makes sense to me. I, I mean, I love the I love the I love the line. I love the the, the I don't know, uh, melodramatic is probably not the right word, but just the you know the weight of it. And uh, like, ooh, yeah, this is you know what? Yeah, you know, at this point, we don't really know what's Kirk gonna do, right? It's all about Spock. This this movie's about you know, Wrath of Khan was about Kirk in some ways and coming to grips with his age and you know feeling young again at the end of the film but yep. you're kind of like well what's next what's next for kirk and we don't we don't have that answer we haven't gotten that answer and you know not really going to get it here either because it's all about let's let's go get spock yep and so i i do wonder about this line because it does make me nervous as a you know as a viewer like oh he'll never sit in the captain's chair again yeah is it but yeah not. is he going to get kicked out of starfleet because of this well that's the i mean that's the I guess the thinking here, part of, you know, the whole thing about the movie, you know, in Wrath of Khan, Spock tells him, you know, it's silly for you to accept promotion. McCoy, get right. the captain's chair back. And I think it speaks to the power of his, I'm going to say, love for Spock and his family that he is willing to risk the, you know, the one, even Spock said it, you know, your one true destiny was sitting in that chair. Anything else is a waste of material. And yep. even knowing all of that, that his calling, and he may never sit in that chair again, he is still going to go do that for his friend. And I think that line shows, you know, even Kirk's face after that shows his his resolve and what he, you know, what he's willing to put on the line for Spock. Yeah, I think you're right. I can't disagree with you, Dave, as much as I want to. Because when, you know, Kirk sits down, you know, Styles says his line, Kirk sits down, he's, 
I mean, he's like super serious, and he, I think he, I think he hears Styles when he says that, you know. But still, warp speed, you know, with c- full confidence, with no hesitation, and yeah, just let's do this. Let's do this. So, can we talk for a second? Um, Kirk says warp speed. Yep. So I've been thinking about this lately, <clears throat> especially with Star Trek Discovery on the air. Yep. Uh, Picard, I think, made famous Engage. Yep. Right? That, oh, that yeah. was his thing. That was his, you know, we're going to warp speed, Engage. Yep. Um, in Discovery, I'm already very uh, digging uh, Captain Lorca's use of the word. He just says, go. Go. And the way he says it, the way he drops it, go. It just, I'm like, ooh, that's the new Engage. I love that. Like, I, I want a, a go t-shirt. Is that's how in a, in I am already. We're like what six or seven episodes into the series, right? Um, so we got engaged. Uh, Lorca seems to have go. But I was thinking about it. I didn't. What did Kirk used to say? Did, did Kirk his, ever? Did he ever have a catchphrase? Or was he just like you know warp factor five, Mister? I think his big thing was fire. <laughs> okay, so he never had a, uh, a, a a a cool command to tell him to go to warp speed. No, I think it was yeah. I think it was just basically you know warp speed or you like to use, um, you like to say yeah, warp factor. I think a lot. that was it. Yeah. yeah, warp factor five. Okay. Thinking about that, I think only Picard really had engage. I don't know if, and this is showing my limited. <laughs> Did you know, Janeway have one? I was gonna say I don't know if Janeway had one or Archer had one. Um, but I remember. Which re- in a way, it's. Yeah. I was just gonna say I remember reading an article on uh from jason isaacs the, the actor who plays Lorca, he had commented about that he has a really good you know line you know he says go and like it that's his thing oh yeah he's commented on himself yeah <laughs> uh yeah i guess i guess now that we're talking about it i'm glad not every captain has a catchphrase right because um, that would be a little i don't know two on the nose everybody's got a catchphrase and, uh, but I am, I think my favorite right now is Go. Mm, I think I'm always partial to Picard's Engage, but I do, uh, Go is definitely growing on me. And I, I know I joked in the Federation and I said, you know, I'm always waiting for his next line to be like, Go get me my lunch. Go get me my cleaning. <laughs> go get me coffee. Go get me some coffee. Okay. Well, I just I needed to say that. I just because we had the opportunity. He's right. warp speed. That's what Kirk's command is here. So I found interesting, and I don't think I've ever noticed this. Whenever they've gone to warp speed before, is Sulu responds with "I sir warp speed." He hits the warp speed button, and the lights go on over Chekhov and yeah. the station next to him. Because Chekhov was yep. in complete darkness, and now the light goes on. Is that some sort of? You know, like, and I'm going to bring up Discovery here, is like when they went to Code Black and the lights changed. Like, is this a warp speed changing of the lights sort of? And I don't think I've ever noticed it before. I don't think I have either. But as we've already talked about multiple times this season, right, uh, I think Nimoy's got a thing for lights. And remember when they yeah. went there, when they came into Space Dock, the, the blue light came on, but it only came on over yep. Sulu in the captain's chair. Right, so maybe this is his, right. his, true. you know, yep. a variant of it is now when we go to warp, we turn the lights up. I don't know. 
because the lights don't the lights don't change. They kind of change over Sulu too. Looks like they turn off. Did it? Kind of, or it changes. It changes a little bit. Yeah, I'll give you that. It does change a little yeah. bit. We'll have to keep an eye. I, I yeah, I don't uh, I don't remember. Again, in Wrath of Khan, either the lights were just on or everything was red. You know, so there was there wasn't a lot of this. Right. Let's keep an eye out. See if we can see stuff. So he says warp speed, and then they get a great shot from the exterior of the Enterprise, just sort of gearing up, and it does that, makes that noise, <laughs> that woo, 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 and then it goes, whoosh, um, which I, which I find pretty cool. How does it go? Woo, 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 whoosh. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that sound actually i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that um i will this is the first time this shot here this is the first time i i i will give you that the excelsior is huge because they're almost the same size to the eye yeah but we but we know the excelsior is four thousand meters behind it (laughs) So it's got to be big. Well, you just look at the you look at the saucer, and you look at just how massive it is. And then even just the body, like the main yeah, the part of where the sensor array is, and you just it just looks so thick and huge that it's almost like the Enterprise has a you know has an allergy you know allergic reaction or something. It's all puffy. <laughs> it just looks massive. Yeah, like it's gonna if it overtook the Enterprise, like it would just make it look tiny. I like I like the shot of the, uh, again I think I probably said that ten times in this episode I like the shot of space talk, <laughs> but we keep getting all these cool angles, um, and you know it's mostly blue and I think uh, I don't know if we've posted those behind the scenes photos that the inside of the you know the inside of the space dock model is just all into, like blue neon tubes. Yeah, I think you I think you posted something a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there is fun. one. What? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there's like one yellow or. I don't know if it's green, yellow or green light, like right in the center of the body, which is like, oh, there's there's yellow here. Um, I'm so used to everything being shades of blue. Yeah, there's a couple of yellow lights on the top too. You gotta, they're, they're small. Okay. You kind of miss them. But I, I, this is one of those things of like, you know, we're looking at the Enterprise, we're looking at the Excelsior, and we, um, I'm going with okay. orientation here. We see them sort of as oriented upright. I mean, obviously in space, who knows what upside down is and all that kind of stuff because of artificial yeah. gravity and but whenever we see space dock i always feel like it's tilted to one side <laughs> yeah it is uh, i mean it gives it that dramatic dramatic look and it makes it look really cool but i just find it funny that it looks like a mushroom growing sideways out of the ground well i it's funny you say that because i was i was literally my answer to you was going to be it almost makes it look organic yeah so uh and yeah, I wonder if it was, yeah, if it was, if it was uh, what, uh, perpendicular to things, if it would just look more. I don't even know if it would look, would it look not fake, hmm. but it wouldn't look. It almost wouldn't look natural. You know what I mean? Right. If it was just like a straight up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And that, now, that, now that you say that too, I think the shots of uh, the regular space station are mostly, it's in an angle too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Now it makes me want to see what it would look like if it was just just tilted. I don't know. The shot wouldn't have the same. It just wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't look. Yeah, you're right. It would not look the same, and it would not look organic. It would not. And it would not look as cool. It wouldn't look as cool. There we go. It just wouldn't look as cool. That's why they did it. 
Well, it also has nice balance in the shot, too. You know, you mm. see, you know, it's all huddled on one side, and you see the moon and the Earth on the other side, and the Enterprise and the Excelsior are sort of coming across, and it's a, it's a very great composed shot. And I know I've said that a couple times, but I feel like here in these shots, whether it's Nimoy or the, you know, ILM, how they set them up, I, they, have, they are wonderful, wonderfully set up composed shots. The interior where the Excelsior is moving out, on the outside where Enterprise is starting to make its getaway, um, and here when the Enterprise finally goes to warp and does get appear to get away. Speaking of warp, I don't think I've, we've talked about it, and I've and I don't think we've talked about it, but the the effect of, of it going to warp, I only really noticed it in detail in this minute just because I was scrubbing back and forth and stuff and it's when it when it goes to warp the first thing that moves is all the streaks of light right and the, the ship doesn't 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 move right away it only it's only after all the yes. lights flare out and I mean I think that's that my friend is it is the Picard maneuver <laughs> is that what I'm seeing so that's from the yeah. episode that's the effect of where Picard goes to warp and then only does a small jump and his ship appears in one spot when he's actually in another and he can attack from okay. behind. All right. Uh, well, maybe that's it then. But I just it, it made me start thinking about, well, you know, if you go faster than light, then shouldn't the light be gone first? Or is that why I'm seeing the light streaks before the everything else moves? And, <laughs> and my head started to just, you know, get locked up. But uh, it's... It's still a cool effect, and I did, it, this is this is a fun example of it because it's you know it's coming it's almost it's almost warping right at us uh, in the shot, <clears throat> and yeah, it's pretty. Uh, cool. I dig it. I still dig it. No, I, I definitely like the the warp the warp design and the way we see the lights sort of spread out first, and then it, you see the ship sort of disappear in the cascade of light. Yeah. All right. I feel like we uh, uh, we need to pick one thing we hate about this minute. So the one thing I hate is the next scene in Captain <laughs> Styles and his smarmy mustache. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is a DB mustache if I've ever saw saw one. Okay. Do you think <clears throat> I just don't like I just don't like Styles. I just don't like him. I know you don't. Okay, here's a question for you. I've I've always wondered this all my life. Never asked anybody this question before. Mustache Styles. <laughs> uh, is that a pun? Not that's not his nickname, <laughs> Captain Styles. Uh, I have a question about Captain Styles' mustache style. Okay. It, no, just in, can can uh, can anybody have their mustache styled in any number of different ways? I, I don't know. You have a mustache. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah, I do. Well, you know, I've actually. I have, a, I have a beard. Well, true, but you know, part of that it. is the is the mustache is the top of the beard. No, no, I, I know, I know, but I've. <laughs> but you know, I can't have like a Tom's. You know, can I? Can I make mine look like a Tom Selleck Magnum mustache? Is there, you know, if I just had a, if I had the right, st- I don't, I don't have any skills. <laughs> but if I had a stylist, could they could they make my mustache look like? Maybe. Could they make my mustache look like Magnum PI, or could they make me look like Captain Styles? Maybe. Or is this just the? I forget the actor's name. But, it's, uh, God, it's terrible. I think it's James Seeking. Is that his name? Seeking. Yes. Um, is that his natural mustache, or did, you know, the makeup department and the styling department did they 
did they trim his mustache to make it look smarmy? So I've seen him with other mustaches and other things, and he grows. <laughs> he can he can grow out a full full on beard. So um, you know, thick, robust beard. So my guess is that this is a you know a choice by the you know the the costuming department, and they probably shaved just a tiny little just a little lip mustache to give the full smarmy effect. Okay. So it was, so, so it can be done. I think, I think what you're saying is, uh, if you want a particular mustache, yeah. it can be done. You just gotta, you know, you may have to grow out your mustache, be really long so they can trim it and make it look, make it look like whatever this, the shape, yeah. shape your desire. So now that you've, now that we've talked through that, my goal is the Magnum PI mustache. <laughs> So the next time I see you, I'm going to see you with a Magnum PI. When we go see Close Encounters, <laughs> I'm going to go for the Magnum PI. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so you hate that? That's the one thing you hate in this minute? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's it's his mustache. I I hate his mustache. Okay. Okay. Um, I hate. I guess I really just hate the music they play on the Excelsior. And, and it's not. I got. Actually, I'm lying. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I think it's I think. because I think it's perfect for yeah. them. Right. It just, like I said, it's like that villainy, campy sort of, and even you said like Looney Tunes. I almost feel like we're watching Wile yeah. E. Coyote here. Um, Wile E. Coyote, super genius. <laughs> super genius. Okay. And then I, I think I also hate, no, I can't, uh, I hate the, the yellow alert on the Excelsior. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that though, and yeah. I and I hate uh, Chekhov's collar. So these are not new things that I hate. I'm trying. I'm trying really <laughs> hard, and I can I'm not. I'm not having any luck. Anyway, I tried. I think you hate that alien's giant head. I think you didn't <laughs> I, really hate. I'm actually fascinated by that alien's giant head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to even say because that's going to take me in places that we just don't want to go. All right. Well, on that note, then we should, we should we should probably wrap it up. Um, yep. <laughs> we got we, we got more fun minutes coming up this week. Um, so, do you have any yes. other notes? I don't. I'm very excited for the next couple of minutes. Okay. Can you hold off till Wednesday? I can. Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh, we're gonna wrap it up then, and uh, just ask, uh, hey, why don't you head on out to tpublic.com/slash Star Trek Minute? We've got all sorts of cool t-shirt designs out there that you can also slap on stickers and iPhone covers and whatever other products. I think they have like laundry bags now and pillows and all sorts of crazy stuff. But you can get a cool Star Trek Minute merch uh, over there. And uh, every purchase you make, uh, uh, a little bit comes back to the show and helps, keeps the li- helps keep the lights on, which we uh, much appreciate. So please and thank you. And we'll be back again on Wednesday to talk about Minute 47 of The Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.